Hey, good afternoon, good day, our paranormal peeps. So we are have some special guests with us today. Um, to my left, we have Stacy and Karina, and we also have my wonderful wife, Jamie. Although and wonderful might be a bit of a stretch, I don't think so. So it we is are, a stretch. It is. <laughs> See, my brother says so, so it must be right. I, I've known her longer than you. It's yeah. a stretch. That, that's true. You have known her longer most, than I have. Most of his life. <laughs> and the thing he regrets all the time, I'm sure. Actually, I think he's known you his whole life. Well, well, no, no he was born two life. years, my whole life. Yeah. Not his whole life. Yeah, your whole life. Yeah. So, um, we are recording um, on location. Um in Idaho. So we just spent uh, last night um, doing about a six, seven hour investigation. Um, and uh, we kind of got some rest up tonight, today and then we're going to go back and hit it up tonight. But I think it's fair to say that we're all kind of suffering from the paranormal hangover. I think so. Yeah. Um, and for those of you who don't know what that's like, it's just like being hungover. Without the booze. Stacy, what got you into the paranormal? So I've been into this probably since sixth or seventh grade, I think. And it started with a a trip to the library at school. Yeah, Jamie's smiling because she knows this story. I've told her. I I was looking for books to check out, and I found this book. All it said was ghost. I don't know who wrote it, but... um, and so I pulled it off the shelf and I started looking at it. And it's an older book. It was all text except for, you know, the middle section had the glossy pages on it with some pictures. Yeah. Right? And I was flipping through those pictures and I saw the photograph of the brown lady of Raynham, Raynham Hall. Is it Raynham or Ray, Raham? Raham. R A Y H A M. Raham. And it just. That's what got my attention. So I took that book home and, and read it and was kind of hooked from there. So what was it was it something in particular that got you hooked on the, the topic or the subject or I just saw the book, opened it up, looked at the picture and thought, wow, that's cool. These things might be real. Might be, huh? <laughs> What's your take on it now? Uh my take on it now is that they are not that I've seen anything but I think there's just too much evidence too many strange things have been captured for it to not be real I can't say what they are but but you know there's something there there is something else going on okay yeah I can get behind that so what about you Karina what got you into this our weird family (laughs) oh sorry (laughs) well without really realizing it I've had experiences my whole life and so when you guys said hey we're planning this trip you know to Waverly and we're gonna go ghost hunting it just seemed like a natural transition like and so then once we actually started doing the different ghost hunts and stuff and visiting these locations I was like I I keep thinking of things that happened in my life that I was like, oh, there's one. Oh, there's another one. Oh, look, there's another one. It starts to make a little more sense. Mm-hmm. 
and you know one of the experiences that when I start thinking about it it's really in the top three that comes to mind is Amelia was born in 2008 and my dad died in 2005 but she recognized a photo of him and called him by name wow so you hear about things like that see now I've never I've never personally witnessed or experienced anything like that but I you know you read about it you hear about it so that's well, pretty cool. She didn't recognize my mom, who was also in the photo, so that just adds to the evidence. Yeah, that, and your mom hasn't passed, so mm-hmm. but she didn't no, recognize she's still her. Alive. Yeah, wow. Yeah, didn't know her name, but she knew my dad. That's so. amazing. I don't think I've actually heard that story before. I haven't. Yeah, I haven't either. Yeah, Stacy was standing in the living room, and he just was holding her, and she was real little because he had her sitting on his hip, and I don't think she was walking at that point. And I just remember her sitting on his hip and she pointed to the picture and called him by name so wow that is something what do you think of that Stacy when that happened when your daughter did that you know I don't remember what my reaction was that doesn't surprise me do you remember the incident <laughs> what the <laughs> your sister I, has to flip you crap I'm sorry <laughs> I, I vaguely remember this okay um, but I don't remember if I had a reaction or not I really don't well, okay. and I mean, in all fairness, it wasn't your dad, so it probably didn't register as much with you as it did with me, because I'm like, wait. That's your dad, yeah. Uh, yeah. Knowing that he'd been gone all that time. So. Yeah, and there's like no logical explanation that would Mm-mm. that would say why someone who's been gone three years, um, a child who... Well, and never met their granddaughter. Right. Well, and, you know, I'm not that close with my mom. And, I mean, because after I left home, I never really went back. And so they weren't a huge part of our life. They weren't people that we talked about. Like, you know, it was just a photo that was hanging in the living room. A portrait that yeah, my so mom had, had there, done. Yeah, you're sitting there wondering, how how could she? Mm-hmm. How could she have known? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So you mentioned the uh, the trip to Waverly in 2019. Mm-hmm. Was that the first actual investigation you guys have done? Yeah. The, yeah, that was the first. First official, was, right? Yeah, was, that was a, a big one for the first one. It, it was. What's, what's actually kind of funny about that is my first official investigation was Waverly. Jamie's first official investigation was Waverly. Nicole's first official investigation was Waverly. Same with Dad. Yeah, yeah. your Dad's first official investigation was Waverly, and now your guys' first official investigation was Waverly. I'm seeing a pattern here. So am I. <laughs> so. But it has to be a grown-up thing because Amelia's first unofficial was Man- Montana State, and she mm. had so. Azariah's it, it too. Have to be, yeah. yeah, yeah, his too. Because and that was at, during an actual investigation, though. Well, yes, yeah, but Amelia's was during the tour, the right. daytime walking. We, I remember, we all went and kind of walked through there and kind of planned out where we were going to set up home base and everything. Yeah, so yeah, which was what our third time doing the prison at that time. I believe that was our second. Yeah, it was the second for us. Okay, so it was the third for us then. It would have had to have been, right? Yeah, it would have been had to have been the third. Yeah. So, yeah, that was the the incident of the bad uh, oysters. 
Yeah, we won't go there. That's another <laughs> podcast. So uh, what I'd like to talk about is our Kentucky trip, guys. So dad, myself, Josh, and Nicole drove. But I know that Stacy and Karina, because of time restraints um, and their jobs, they had to fly. So I want to hear about how that all went, how your flight went, how getting your rental car went, and so on and so forth. Tell us how you got to Kentucky. Well, you posted on Facebook that you were headed out, so I sent you a photo of Stacy that said, Meanwhile, in Idaho, as he's <laughs> sleeping on his pillow. I remember that. He was still out, and we're like butt crack of dawn driving. We're all just drinking the coffee and <laughs> popping the caffeine pills. You're taking pictures of me while I sleep? That's creepy. <laughs> sure Perfect is. for this sure show. Sure did. And it's not sure the will. first time. <laughs> Little do you know. Or the last. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, what? Nah, that's back. a that's a different topic altogether. <laughs> but just don't look in the shoebox under the bed. Um, really, he means the closet, since you know there's no under the bed. <laughs> well, now you just gave it away. Time to go rehide it, Karina. <laughs> oh, my closet is pretty big, and it has a crawl space, so no worries. Uh, we we chose to fly just because. I don't like car trips. That's just it. It's, uh, it's, um, I, 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 they make me tired. It it takes so long. And the flight was like three hours at most. Yeah. Barring any like mechanical difficulties, delay flights. Yeah. We didn't, nothing like that. I think we had some, uh, layovers that extended the time a little bit, but the flights were pretty quick and it, but on the other hand, you miss a lot of stuff when you fly too. Like you guys went, and stopped, and, and saw different things. And Absolutely, we flew right over the top of it. That's right. We went to Uranus, <laughs> and we we sat in your fudge factory. Oh my goodness, Josh! You might want to elaborate on that for our listeners just a little bit. Yeah. So, uh, Uranus, Missouri. Uh, there is a wonderful place on Route 66 called the Fudge Factory. So. Yeah, it's uh, it's a bit naughty uh, in context, but uh, it's a great place to get some fudge, and they uh, they really play it up a lot. Oh yeah, and again, you know we've we've referenced this before, but you can go to our YouTube channel, uh, Cold Spot Paranormal Research, and it actually has a photo montage of our trip, and there's a video of Uranus Fudge Factory on there um, along with pictures and stuff so check it out if you're curious absolutely and I believe it's called Trip to Waverly 2019 yeah and it's it's worth it trust me well in the meanwhile an Idaho photo that went with that was ice cream at the mall <laughs> so they were really scrambling to get there yeah it was it was tough <laughs> on the plus side Stacy didn't end up with that old man car hangover just jet lag jet lag yeah it was a little bit of jet lag I think we got into Louisville around 10. Yeah, it was late at night. Yeah, and then we had to uh, Uber or Lyft or something. And he had a heck of a time finding the hotel. Which is surprising considering it's like right on the main street and it's not far from the airport. Well, in that day and age, do you not have like Google Maps or, you know, I mean, is it? (laughs) And he still had that much trouble, Mm -hmm. really? Yeah, wow. and so he's lost, right? And I'm like, oh, there's a gas station. Swing by because we needed snacks. And he charged us for it. 
That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> well, I was like, you're the one that got lost. Why do I have to pay for that? It took you so long. We got hungry. <laughs> we ended up in uh, Indiana. I don't know how we did. <laughs> We're supposed to be in Louisville. Well, at that point, after after that ride with Lyft or Uber or whatever it was, we decided to rent a car because we weren't gonna have. We didn't want to have to deal with that throughout that whole trip, trying to get drivers and. So yeah, and then nobody had a car. Well, nobody had a hotel room either at first. No, I, I had pre-booked that hotel, and. We got there, and, go, and the guy just kind of shrugs his shoulders and says, well, I don't know. You have to take it up with, you know, the site that that we booked through. At 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. As you're standing in the lobby with all your stuff, and the Uber has already left you there. And your jet lag. Yeah, tired. I ended up paying an extra $150 for the room. Wow. Yep. Now, did that have, do you think... Like, did they not have any available, or they just didn't have your reservation? What was it? Oh, no, they had available rooms. Okay, because I know the Kentucky Derby wasn't far off from the time that we were there. It was like a week? Yeah, so the Kentucky Derby was a couple of weeks. It was a couple of weeks away. Okay. But that weekend was March Madness, and one of the sites was in Louisville. Gotcha. So they had a bunch of regional play in Louisville, so that's why, like... Hotels were pretty booked up or issues with hotels and cars and travel and all of that stuff. The whole idea behind flying was to try to make it a less stressful trip. And in the end, it didn't work. (laughs) So is the lesson now learned to just suck it up and drive? Uh, No, we will totally be sending you, meanwhile, in Idaho's. (laughs) Well, that's not going to work for the 2023 trip, guys. It's not. No, are, you, are you really going to fly that much and no, pay that much? <laughs> we're going to have to suck it up and get in the car for that one. That's right. And you're going to love every minute. I promise. You will. And we'll even stop in Uranus so you can get some fudge. And some moonshine. That's right. Oh, you're going to stop in Uranus so that you can get fudge well, from Stacy's Uranus. Well, we'll be in Uranus, we'll be in Uranus together. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is just getting confusing and really out of hand. <laughs> Oh, that just goes off the rails, doesn't it? All right, so you guys eventually got the hotel stuff figured out and the rental car stuff figured out. But what time did you guys get that all done? It was, well, 11 o'clock when we finally got into our room. And then I think early the next day we got a car finally. Yeah. So what would you guys do that, that next day after you got your rental car? I mean, did you go out to eat? I think that was when we went and found that little bar from Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, right? Because I um, feel like we kind of headed towards downtown and ate at that restaurant. Well, it had to have been a bar because I don't remember it. Were you drinking? Oh, I have a photo. I have a couple photos, too. <laughs> in fact, it's in the video montage. I'm pretty sure it is. Oh, I okay, I remember. We went to that place... No, it was the day before. Mm-hmm. He's got well, nothing. Yeah, because when we got there, I feel like they either had gotten there that day or they were coming in the next day. Like, I feel like we got there first. No, I think we got there first because I remember... I remember um, 
texting and you guys were like, well, we're trying to do this or we didn't get this or we're trying to figure out our room. Oh. So I think we had already. Yeah, I think we beat you guys by about six yeah. hours. Yeah. I think we got there about the same day. It was the same day. We just got there earlier in the day. They got there, yeah. obviously, towards the end. So So wasn't the next day the vi- the actual investigation at Waverly? Yeah, I think the next day. Yeah. Was Yeah. Waverly. So it 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 happened so it happened that we went to the uh Churchill Downs, uh Dad Nicole, Josh and myself. Um and then later in the day we had Karina and Stacy come up and meet us at the hotel room where we then watched our little cameos uh that were done for our group. One uh by Jason Haas from Ghost Hunters and uh Ghost Nation and one from Grant Wilson. So that was kind of, that was a lot of fun. And then we all ended up, we handed out t-shirts with our logo and name on them and took our pictures and, and we all got in the vehicles and headed out for Waverly. Yep. I think we well, carpooled, didn't we? Uh, somewhat. I, well, Stacey and Karina were in one and then I think dad and Nicole were with us. Yeah. Yeah. So two vehicles. Well, and we've always watched ghost hunters so we really like jay and grant but i was extra impressed that they pronounced my name correctly in those things they did didn't they Mm -hmm. i noticed that too uh those were great cameos um of course we can go on and we can post those on our our sites and we'll talk a little bit about that at the end yeah so what was your guys's thoughts the uh that little short drive that night up the the hill to get to waverly was your what was going through your mind when you got up there I think we were following you, and... You got lost. I did. Well, yeah, because we had gone in the afternoon, and we actually ended up on the backside of the building. Yeah, to get daytime shots. mm -hmm, We had taken some photos and stuff, and so, yeah, when you got lost, I was like, where is he going? Because this is the neighborhood. Right. Yeah. I'm like, I can tell you where to go, Josh. And you're like, no, no, I got it. (laughs) Well, the part that was was a little tough is our very first time we went to Waverly, um... We went through the front, the well, the front entrance. Yes, and it's this beautiful, like winding uphill road through through, through the, the trees. trees, and then it just drops you off in the in the Waverly Hills parking lot. Yeah, but that was during a big event, right? And so when we went this time, I was like, "Well, that's where you go," because they didn't actually tell us which driveway to use. Mm-hmm. And so, like, oh no, just take the one by the golf course, and there just happens to be two uh, entrances pretty close to the golf course and if you miss it you end up in a neighborhood and not on the right road so guys when we finally got in the right way what were your impressions getting out of the car and kind of stand there looking at this building what were your thoughts you know coming up through the backside like that really couldn't see how big that building really is exactly. i thought this looks a lot smaller than the photographs you might see online. And so I guess unimpressed on the first impression. I could totally get that though, because for Josh and I, when we went in 2017, like he said, we went through the front entrance. And so when you come out of that tree line up onto the flat where the building is, you just, it just takes your breath away because you, you're just gawking at it because you just can't believe you're there and you can't believe the massive size of this building. It's a little overwhelming in a way. So I totally get 
you know, your perspective of going in the back way and you're just kind of seeing like the tail end and the smaller portions of the building. And you're like, really? Wow, this is it? What's the hype? Well, and I think that the driveway from the back, like you actually start out pretty far away from the building. And so you're like, oh, okay. But then you drive and drive and drive and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. You're like, uh... (laughs) Well, too, and then the other thing too is you come up by the laundry, um, the laundry facility, which is now the only entrance into uh, Waverly Hills, which is also the gift shop, and so um, that's a much smaller building, and so you don't really get to the full, um, you know, front-on view of that building and, until you actually um, walk into it. We uh, we started out. That, that investigation, right? Um, after our little um, safety briefing tour with our security guard guy. So we started out in the death tunnel. Or the body shoot. Or the body shoot, yeah. I've heard it both ways. So have I. So for those of you who have never been in, the, in this death tunnel, the right-hand side is a ramp, and that's what they used to cart the caskets down as they were going out to the hearse. Then on the left-hand side... There's a set of stairs, and it's about 200-ish feet down. In pitch black. In pitch black. Yep. So what was your guys' thoughts walking down to the bottom of uh, the death tunnel? It was a lot bigger than I thought it was going to be, um, and but I didn't find it all that creepy, really. Um, and, and that might have just been because they were, we went down as a group, like everybody went down. Okay, yeah. And, you know, in your mind, it's safety in numbers, right? Right. And so it didn't feel all that creepy, but it was cool. Very cool to see anyway. Yeah, it's neat. It's really echoey, right? Right. Like you, you, you know, even the smallest footfall just echoes up and down that, that tunnel. And I think we were down there for, what, an hour? Doing an EVP session? I think about 40, 45 minutes. Uh, it felt like five. Well, it was cold. It was damp. It was dark. Well, it was loud. It was loud, but a lot of times when you're doing investigations, right, the time just starts to fly uh, fly by. And so it really did not feel like we were down in the death tunnel very long. But I'm, I'm sure it was about 40 minutes to an hour somewhere in there. So after that, we ended up getting a radio call from uh, one of the staff members there saying that the owner was there. And that was our only opportunity to go up to the gift shop and be able to purchase items while she was there. Uh, so we all made our way up out of the death tunnel and back down to the uh, gift shop. And we made our purchases. Uh, Josh and I talked to the owner, Tina, great lady. Uh, She's just amazing. Uh, Her story of how they saved the building and everything is just, I love it. I love what they're doing. Um, And I'm really excited to see the changes that they make in the future. Oh, absolutely. You know, when things reach completion and stuff and, so yeah, so we talked with her for a bit. We all got our stuff. We regrouped, got our equipment, and we headed into the main building. Yeah, and then this is where we split up. So Jamie and I headed up to the fourth floor. I think uh, Nicole and your and your dad went to the second floor. Um, and then where did you guys end up? We wound up on the first floor for that for the first part of that investigation and. That's really where I got the creep factor. Not any of the other floors, but that first floor creeped me out. It creeped me out when we were doing the day tour with the, the security guy. 
Okay. What what was was there anything in particular that gave you the creeps in that place in that section or I, I can't even describe what that felt like. It was just creepy. I don't and I really don't know why. I know the morgue is down there, uh, on the first floor. Um, but did Stacy, did you know that at the time that the morgue was actually down there? I did not know that the morgue was there. So that so to say that that didn't factor into how creepy you were feeling is accurate. You didn't, you weren't aware no. it was there. No, that wasn't a factor at all. I got that creep factor the minute we stepped into the actual building, right from the gift shop. Wow. Yeah. So tell me, what did you anything interesting happen to you and Karina while you guys were there? Yeah, on the first floor after we had split up, and uh, you know you lose your numbers, right? We're down to two. Yeah. And it gets creepier that way. Maybe you guys don't get that, but oh, every once in a while, I think we still kind of get a little creepy, just depending on what's going on. We were Karina and I were standing there, and we could listen to everybody going their own way, and it got quieter and quieter and quieter, and pretty soon we didn't hear anything but ourselves. Yeah. So, um, we just kind of started walking along and I started hearing this shuffling noise behind me. I, I would say maybe 10 feet behind me. Okay. And I looked back, stopped, looked back a couple times, expecting to see mouse, rat, some kind of animal. Did it sound like, like mice and rats, like they make that little like scurrying, like noise. Did it sound like that or more like... Footfalls. Or footfalls or like the shuffling of like uh, slippered feet? No, this was more like scratching. I, w- I was expecting to see a rodent. Okay. Or, or something like that following us around. And I stopped a couple times to look and of course there's nothing there. Getting a little more creeped out. <laughs> Karina is off to my left and we're walking along. And I feel this tap on my right elbow coming from behind. Okay. And I didn't react to this. Um, I, I remember it pretty vividly, but I didn't react. I, I guess in my head I was thinking, did that really happen? That could, was that real? I, I, what, it, what was that? And then about 30 seconds later, uh, it hit again, probably three times as hard. And it felt like some something was trying to get my attention. And, of course, I spun around to look. Yeah. And Karina may or may not have peed a little. <laughs> Do you remember this? Yes, because you whipped around so fast, and I was like, what? Scared the crap. Okay, not the crap. Scared the, the pee. pee out of me. <laughs> um, yeah. I, You know, I didn't feel like a hand or fingers or anything. It was just this... I guess I can only describe it as a concentrated force of some kind on my elbow, almost like being slapped. Wow. That's kind of cool. So for your first big investigation, or really your first official investigation of any place, that was probably a little life-altering. Yeah. In, Yeah. In the sense of the paranormal, right? First big investigation, first actual paranormal experience. Yeah. And... Are you familiar with the Creeper of Waverly Hills? I've heard stories of that. I I haven't been able to really find any good evidence I, that that exists. And I myself had kind of looked into that, and I just don't buy into it. Yeah. Not not that part. I just yeah. don't. 
and I don't know how much that is actually true or not, but it makes you wonder, though, because what you heard was something crawling on the ground is exactly what the creeper has been known to, to supposed to do. Yeah, he scurries along the ground. Or the ceiling. Like a crab, and he can crawl up the walls and up onto the ceiling as well. So the story goes. So, hey, maybe there is something more to this. There, there might be, right? And that might have been the creeper. Um, obviously, you couldn't see it. And you just no, didn't you see just, anything. You just felt it. So yeah, I heard it and I felt it. Well, something was trying to get my attention. Yeah. Now, oh. whereabouts on the first floor was this? I think we're were we beyond the morgue. I, I I don't remember how far down the hall we were. Well, yeah, because on the other side of the morgue was that room, the only room that had electricity. And I know that we were past that because you had to go through this door that was like, I think it was part of their Halloween setup, but you had to go through the door and I mean, there was a temperature difference and I feel like we were close to that door. So we had to been most of the way down that hallway. And that's the door that they closed to keep the heat in, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if you guys went beyond that door, then you were in a slightly different part that was um that part is closer to the administration area of of waverly so the the patients and stuff coming in would have come in kind of through that area and they got checked in and then dispersed out so i want to turn to karina real quick and so we heard what stacy kind of experienced and felt i want to know karina what how did you feel when the groups broke off and it was just went from six people to all in a group to just you and Stacy down there? What were your feelings and did you have anything interesting happen? The hallways feel a little more oppressive. Like you feel like the dark is kind of pushing down on you. Not claustrophobic. I mean, if you're claustrophobic, that's probably what that feels like, but just really silent so, I don't know, maybe like a padded room kind of thing. I've never been in one of those, so I don't know what they sound like. But I imagine that's probably similar. Because it's just so quiet and you feel like you're the only people there. So you didn't feel like you had like a bunch of unseen eyes on you? Mm-mm. Nothing? You just felt like no. completely, probably more of the sense of isolation? Yeah. Just the two of you and just stone quiet? Yeah. Well, and there's not electricity that runs through that building except in that one room. So it's not like you're hearing wires buzz or, you know, anything clicking on or off. Like, it's just silent. Yeah, and there's no running water in that section either, right? Mm -mm. No. So it's just, yeah, it's just all that quiet. So the interesting thing, and I think maybe part of that oppression you feel is, is that the first floor was really the intake and the outtake of the building, right? And those doors that we walked through, you know, where we'd go and... Um, and they only op- they only close these during winter uh, cold times is what they do. They, they, they trap the heat in to the, um, to the gift shop area because it's an all-open tunnel section. And so they just don't want to make sure they're not trying to heat a 60,000-square-foot building that doesn't have windows, which isn't going to be very effective at all. Um, but beyond those, one way that those doors, that's the intake of the building. And on the other side is the outtake of the building. So you have the morgue, 
And if you continue down that hallway past the gift shop entrance, right, there was another door and that was closed as well. If you keep going down that enter that hallway, you'll end up in the death tunnel. And so it's like that's the the like just the sorrow that you know every body traveled, every dead body traveled that hallway out. It makes you wonder though, for those that were kind of being carted down that way and through that tunnel, um, and their like soul or spirit left their body. Do you ever think that as their body's being transported down that tunnel and loaded at the end, that they can see that? Like that they're there and they're watching their physical body being moved down there? Not sure. I mean, that freaked me out to watch myself being wouldn't it though lowered down the death tunnel. But I mean, you got to think. It's 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 a very real possibility. I I could see it. Well, yeah, and I mean, not to be, you know, take it out into the 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 world of Hollywood, but wasn't there a part like in Frighteners, where the one athletic guy? ended up dying and he ended up like chasing his body well he was at his own funeral right but do you not think that in the real world and in reality um and outside of the hollywood influence that you don't think that there's people that have passed and have gone to their own funeral i think it probably depends on the situation because you know waverly hills it was people that were sick and people that were mistreated and people that you know, they were in a lot of pain, and so I would imagine that, you know, once they're done with their body, they're like, okay, I'm getting the hell out of here. And then, you know, oh, for whatever reason, they can't get that far away from their body. They're like, damn it. You never know. I mean, yeah. and that's that's what the paranormal is, right? It's a bunch of theories and a lot of unknowns. It's pretty much all theory. Exactly. Yep. But, you know, it, and that's an interesting thought, though. I mean... I think I bet you there are a handful of people that actually followed their body out, you know, and, you know, maybe it was one of those things where it's like, you know, you're stuck in this place and you're isolated from your family. Like the people who went to Waverly, you know, it wasn't like, hey, I'm better. I'm coming home. It's like, no, you're kind of stuck here, you know, and your family's not going to see you. Your family's not going to see you anymore or be able to see you anymore. And so maybe they just. Maybe they just follow their bodies out and it's like, you know, maybe I can see my family again. I don't know if you know this, Stacy, but great grandma on mom's side, she was in a TB hospital. She had tuberculosis. I, I hadn't heard that until um, actually just this past week. Yeah. And the thing was, is when someone came down with TB and they went into one of these places, it was just, it was as simple as you're either leaving here on your own two feet, meaning you get better and you can leave or you're leaving on, you know, in a body bag. Yeah. And and that was the case well until the pandemic, until they actually discovered therapies that could actually treat the disease. And so they didn't know how to treat it. They're just like, you know what? We'll do what we can. Some fresh air. That should help. You know, and they did some other awful experimental things, uh, like removing ribs. And um, I heard one one place they even like intentionally collapsed lungs. They did. In fact, I do think that they actually did that at Waverly, from if I remember correctly. I think so. I think that surgeon in, on four was uh, uh, a little too liberal in his treatment methodology. Yeah, well, he was an asshole all the way around. So, <laughs> yeah. 
So after you guys, uh, we split up on, we left you guys on one. Um, I think we all came back and met up again, correct? Yeah, we all went back down to the gift shop, and I think we kind of regrouped a little bit, uh, switched down any batteries. I know Stacy had some trouble with his uh, his video camera a little bit there for a while. Yeah, it's pretty disappointing, you know, to go to a place like that um, for the first investigation, and you don't really know what you're doing with your equipment. You don't have the right kind of batteries. It's awkward like a first date. You're fumbling around. You don't know what you're doing. Yeah, so... Can't even get into the right spot. <laughs> what are your first dates like? <laughs> it's been a long time. <laughs> yeah, uh, most of the uh, uh, video and audio stuff that I got at Waverly was pretty much garbage. Really? Did you Did you guys end up catching like any EVPs that you could... like? That you could listen to and say, yes, this is definitely something. There was only one, and I had actually sent it to Josh. It was one that I, it was pretty clear, but I still couldn't tell what it was saying. It was, I couldn't even tell if it was words. It was just this odd noise. Could you tell whether it was male or female? I would say it was male. Okay. Yeah, and that's the thing, right, is like... EVPs aren't all clear words and sentences and and uh, things like that. Sometimes they're um, they're hard to understand and even backwards. At times, now I, have, I don't know. I don't think we've ever gotten EVP that was backwards. But, I've never gotten one. No. But you know, here's a thought though: maybe the ones that you can't make sense of, no matter how you try, maybe they are actually backwards, and you're just not thinking about that. Yeah, and that's true. I mean, uh, some audio software out there allows you to play things backwards. I think I did that on on uh, Adobe uh, Audition once, and I couldn't figure out how I managed to run it backwards. But nice. it's possible. You hit a button. Wasn't I sitting right next to you, and you hit a button, and you're like, hey, what did I do? How did I do that? Yeah, I think that's what it was. And I think it was actually on this Waverly file stuff. I think I was we were doing EVP uh, listening, and it's like, uh-oh, right. I broke it. So after we regrouped and Stacy tried to figure out his camera, and I can't remember correctly if he actually got it to do anything. Uh, it, was, it was one thing after another. You know, I had a garbage battery for the the IR lights, right? And um, problems with the SD card. Yeah. It just, yeah. Oh, that's right. I had to format your card while we were there. You did, and but even after all that, uh, pretty much all the video had to be thrown out. Most of the audio had to be thrown out. Just, it was pretty disappointing. Yeah, and that's, I think that's a good lesson for everybody out there to understand. Like, if you buy new equipment and stuff, um, before you go on your investigation, make sure you know how it works. Yes, yeah, lesson learned. Yeah. Yes, and you know what? I think all of us have learned that way. Uh, the first time I took out our new uh, 4K digital uh, camcorder. I didn't even take off uh, the plastic covering the battery terminals. So it never even charged. <laughs> we had to throw all that out. But, you know, and, and this is actually a common occur, uh, occurrence with Josh, though, I've noticed is I'll be like, well, what about this? What about that? And he'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he'll be like, oh, wait, maybe not. So we, we go through this often. Look, every two weeks is not often. It's too often. <laughs> so what did we do after? What did we do after that? So we all came back. We kind of regrouped. 
if I remember correctly, didn't all six of us kind of head up to some of the other floors at that point? I think at that point, we just kind of stayed as one group and hit each floor. Each floor, right. I think we went all the way up to five, didn't we? Up to the rough? We We jumped to five. Yeah. We jumped to five, though. Yeah, we just jumped up and we went from from first to fifth and then started investigating in fifth. So, so did you guys feel anything up on five? Like right, right out of the gate when you got up there? No, n- no, no, nothing. Nothing it, that just stood out. No, nothing that struck me about any of the floors except One. the first floor. Yeah. Well, and you said it. You said that it it felt oppressive. Like the first floor felt oppressive. How did you feel that uh, the fifth floor felt being up on the rooftop? It only seemed to be when it was just me and Stacy. Like the larger the group was, the the less it felt like that way because I only remember feeling that when it was him and I on the first floor by ourselves. So what you're saying is, I think when you have the smaller numbers, like it's just you and another person, I think there's the sense of vulnerability that's there. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was talking about earlier. Yeah, it, as, it, as we broke up, things got creepier. Yeah, they sunk yeah. in more and you start to realize, oh, wow, <laughs> we're exposed. But do you feel the same way now, though? I mean, you've investigated now several other locations you guys have gone off you know together do you feel the same way now not so much we've done a few of these now and uh i don't get creeped out quite as easy um in fact the three of us went up to the third floor here or not the third floor attic Mm -hmm. and i had no problem walking right down to the end of that attic and it's it's really dark up there no, no issues. That's good, though. That just means you're just coming acclimated to how this goes and what right. to kind of expect. And a little more comfortable with yeah. it. Yeah, you're a little more at ease and laid back about it. I think it depends on who you are, though, because when we were doing the tour, there was, what, four of us? And the attic didn't feel that bad. But when we went up there and it was dark, I was trying to tell you not to w- walk away from me, but you went... <laughs> And away you went, and then Roger went the other way. So I'm standing there by myself, <laughs> knowing that I don't want to be standing there by myself. You could have followed one of us. Except that you were already asking questions, and I didn't want to interrupt. <laughs> we got interrupted anyway. You could have. Oh, paranormal investigations in marriage. It's a very interesting uh, paradigm. It is. It, it can work really well. It can work really not well. And it can be somewhere in the middle. <laughs> yep. So I think when we were up on five, I think we split up a little bit, right? Yeah. Well, because five is, you know, you got kind of the middle. It's the roof, technically. So on the left and right, you have just open roof. Uh, you can walk out on. And in the middle of that, you, you have like a glass uh, enclosure room of yeah. sorts. And uh, one of those sides, um, uh, if your back is to the elevators and stairwell, the left-hand side is what was considered the critical care wing. And the right-hand side is where they kept all the little ones. Um, So if you've ever seen pictures of Waverly Hills with uh, um, swing sets and and other playground equipment on the rooftop, that is the side of the roof that it was on. And I think that's where Stacy and Karina and I went and started doing some EVP work. Yeah, and we actually got an EVP off of that. And some of us are very offended. <laughs> <laughs> so 
I think we should probably we have those that we can put in, right? Yeah. So we'll just uh, how about we just put that uh, we'll just put that EVP in right now. So you said you said you're you might be a little offended by it. Well, why would well, that no, be? Well, no, I said some of us are offended by oh, that. Oh, so why would that be? Yeah, tell us tell us what it was. Well, so I think Josh, you had the dowsing rods, didn't you? I did. I had some uh, dowsing at my uh, light up dowsing rods in my hand, and I think Stacy had one of our little GoPros. Yeah. And I wasn't hearing anything. I mean, we were getting some responses when you were asking questions, but I wasn't hearing anything, and I didn't see anything. I just was standing there all innocent and unaware. And uh, I think you guys, and I think I said that there was uh, an entity standing behind you guys, but between you guys as well. Right, because you asked if there was somebody standing behind Stacy. And I feel like you got a response to that yeah. on your dowsing rods. I did, and it said yes, and that's where the dowsing rod said yes. That's where I'm standing, and that's when we also got the EVP that we just played. Well, now you asked if they were standing behind Stacy, um, and then I wasn't. I didn't because um, we weren't far. We could hear you. Yeah. So you asked if they were standing behind Stacy, and then you said or Karina, and then right after you said Karina's name. W- that's where the EVP came in when we yeah. reviewed uh, the audio. So, do you feel like he was referring to you? I mean, I think this was the doctor, and he was such an ass. It's hard to tell because I don't know if it was an intelligent response or if it was just like he, this is just something that he said on a regular basis. And so it was just like a play, playback on loop. I don't know, but the timing was kind of... Unfortunate. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say the timing was a little bit um, odd for it to be (laughs) happening at that, but yeah, unfortunate works too. But I mean, if this is something that played on loop, then he really called a lot of people prostitutes. Well, exactly. A lot. I think the part, though, that was even more creepy than that was the EVP we picked up all of like five seconds after that one. Are we referring to the one about Nicole that we think was about Nicole? Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you want me to tell that or you want to tell that? Because I was, I was on ahead. the other side with, uh, with my dad and with my sister Nicole. And so Nicole was just talking about Nurse Mary. And anybody that knows Waverly is surely um, familiar with the story of Nurse Mary. If not... You know, go look it up. It's it's really interesting. There's a lot of interesting uh, theories as to um, how she died. Anyhow, um, so Nicole's talking about Nurse Mary and saying, you know, I'm really sorry that you passed the way you did. And, and she's going on and on. And we get this EVP upon review of the audio that says, I want to strangle her. And it's referring, I'm pretty sure that this entity was referring to Nicole. And the interesting part about this EVP was it was a male voice it was the exact voice that said I think she's a prostitute earlier over by Stacy and Karina 
So exact same entity. So, and this is what leads me to believe it was intelligent. Yeah. And we'll play that for you uh, right now. So, but I guess I didn't realize that both of those things were happening at the same time. So maybe he was standing down behind Stacy, but answering your questions, you know, like, always a possibility. Like if she was talking about, you know, Nurse Marion, he was responding to you, even though he was standing behind Stacy. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, and that's a challenge, right? Because you can't see them. Um, and in this case, we couldn't hear them with our own ears. We could only pick up the audio later. We don't know the context in the direct, you know, the person directed at, right? Exactly. Because if I'm looking at you and I and I say something like that, then you know who I'm speaking to. You say you something like that me to me, and and I will slap you. <laughs> <laughs> Which is probably why the ghost never got slapped, right? Because we never knew at the time that it would happen. <laughs> so that leads to your intelligence theory. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> he was smart enough to know. Um, so after five, I think we all went downstairs and we went to the morgue and I think we did a, like a quick EVP session in the morgue, didn't we? We did. Um, that started with, I think you and Nicole one at a time and I can't remember who went first. Uh, I think it was Nicole that went first. Yeah. She crawled down, um, in the places where they put the body and slide you into the drawer. Uh, so she crawled down there. They have like a piece of plywood down there and she crawled in there and laid, uh, she didn't stay long. Of course, I don't know if I could either. I never attempted it. Um, but after her, Josh actually crawled in there for a little bit. So Yeah, and then we offered everybody else to go in there, and it was... We all declined. Everybody declined. <laughs> yeah, and so we ended up leaving... Did we leave a video camera in there, or was it just the digital recorder? We left both. We left a GoPro in there, yeah. uh, a full-spectrum GoPro, and we left uh, a digital in there for... Uh, I don't even know how long we left it in there, probably 30 yeah. minutes or so, while we um, kind of circled back and... Stacy tried to play with his uh, um, bad batteries and try to figure out what was going on. Yeah. So frustrating. I don't doubt it. To, to go to such an epic place. I know, and not have your stuff work. Cause I'm not a sensitive, I don't, or anything like that. I kind of have to rely on the technology. Equipment. Right. And if it doesn't work, well, then kind of left with the personal experiences, which is was very cool, but... Uh, yeah. You want more. You want something more concrete, I think. Well, documentation, sure. if you can get it. Sure. But have you found that over the last few years and the more investigations you do, are you feeling that you're kind of like tuning into a place's energy and what might be there when you walk in and, and you start investigating a little more now? I think what I've learned over having done a few of these now is how to manage the, the equipment a little better, having extra batteries, good batteries. Uh, knowing how to use the equipment, but uh, also not spending too much time looking at the screen. Yeah, and so many so many people that use, that go the route of the technology and the little device and stuff, they spend way too much time focusing on the screens or the lights or whatever. And it really does kind of throw you. It takes away. Yeah, your night vision, your night vision doesn't really develop that well if you're looking at that screen all the time. So I find if you turn it kind of towards the floor and less temptation, move, put your hand over it yeah, and just kind of hold it where you want it and then you don't look at it anymore. Stare into the darkness yeah, 
and and you'll see more. Yeah, and this this is goes back to uh, another piece, you know, uh, common piece of equipment we use is flashlights. Yeah. But we we always say, you know, for those that kind of do this, you know, to stay clear of the white flashlights, the white light. Uh, go to red, you know, use a red lens flashlight or a black light or a blue lens, because your eyes don't have to keep readjusting. It's not as hard for them to readjust to the darkness with the blue or the red lens. Right. And if all you have is the white, um, put your hand over over it it and open your fingers just a little bit, just to let let the tiniest bit of light through. And that's effective as well. Yes, everybody, write this down. It's important. It'll prevent you from tripping over the conduit in the attic. That thing should not be there. Well... Well, you found it, didn't you? Yes, I did. It shouldn't be there. Well, and this is why the attic, uh, where we're at, uh, the attic is off limits to normal guests. Um, And so we've been uh, granted access to the attic uh, so we can actually do a paranormal investigation up there. So it is, the attic here is a death trap. Um, There's beams uh, only about three and a half, four feet off the ground, uh, crossing, uh, walking paths. There's big holes in the floor. Um, not all the way down, mind you, but enough to break an ankle. Um, yeah. And there's conduit and piping and, uh, all sorts of random stuff up there. Hence the flashlight. Yes, exactly. Um, don't be a hero. Carry a flashlight. Um, you'll save yourself in the long time, in the long run. So, um, so let's go on. So that pretty much wrapped up Waverly for us, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, we did. We did go up to like did some more investigations, and then um, investigating, I should say. And then Stacy, Karina, and I—I I think we finished out the last, I don't know, thirty minutes of the night um, up in a, a section that has been renovated more now um, because of the haunted houses and stuff that they're doing there. And I think it was the old cafeteria is where we spent the the last part of the night. Um, And that was pretty, um, that was pretty uneventful. Do you remember if you got any EVPs, if you guys got anything upon review later? I don't think we did. And I think that you had, you were trying out the green light. Oh, laser grid. The laser grid, yeah. Yeah, but I just remember you spent most of the time messing with that because, <laughs> like, it just wasn't functioning like it was supposed to be. Or he didn't know how to. No, function. it was it was the one it was the new one that you bought at Waverly that, oh, that big thick one. Yeah, and uh, it just didn't want to to work properly, and and so um, we used that a little bit. But we did do an EVP session up there, and it was a big old zero burger. And that does happen. It does. It does happen. So. And that's the thing, right, is when you're doing these investigations, um, if you do get touched or talked to or um, have some form of communication, you should feel kind of lucky and honored that they uh, spent their energy to actually interact with you because they don't have to. You know, they can just choose to let you go your way. Your way. Well, and this is, you know, treat them as they were in life, like humans. Be respectful. Be kind. Um you know, so, so many times we watch these, you know, ghost hunting shows and, and this isn't all of them, but this is a good grip of them. And they do the intimidation and they bad mouth and they, they try to provoke and stuff. And, and the thing is, is, I mean, if you came in 
to my home and you got up my face and started doing that, you're going to get decked. Exactly. You know, and it, it can happen with the paranormal too. And, and the biggest difference is, is that if, uh, if you do piss off my wife and she decks you, you can see it coming. Um, but you're not going to see a ghost deck you. <laughs> Unless it throws a shoe. <laughs> <laughs> Who throws that. a shoe anyway? Who Seriously. does that? But boy, the accuracy on that was perfect. Shoe or flip flop. Yeah, flip flop or ballpoint pen. What? Did I throw the ballpoint pen? You Is threw- that when I cracked the cupboard? Yes. The glass? Yeah, you threw a pen at me. Oh, yeah. He was a shit. Well, did you learn? No, I didn't. He never <laughs> learns. So after Waverly. Next um, day. The next day, right? Um, and after we recovered a little bit, I think we went out to, what, the Mega Caverns? Yeah. Well, Stacy had texted us. Uh, I, I don't think we were even aware that there was any such thing. Uh, there in Louisville, and Stacy had texted, and he said, "Hey, you know, Cree and I are planning on going here. You guys want to go?" And I said, "Hey, yeah, yo, buy us tickets, and we'll we'll Venmo our, you know, we'll refund you." And so, yeah, we ended up going. Yeah, I think Karina found that. So we were looking for something else to do. We had a little more little more time in Louisville, and and she had found that. I don't I don't even know how she found it, but it popped up on like the ten most fun things to do or 10 interesting things to do or something like that, which is another lesson that we learned because we had several days that we were going to be there. And so I was trying to find other haunted locations and other places that had a lot of activity. Turns out there was a lot that we were not aware of. Well, there's a ton in Kentucky alone. Well, yeah, it turns out that the hotel that we were at or the spot that we were at there is more than a dozen places that are within an hour's drive. Not a single one of them popped up on my search. Well, that doesn't work very well, does it? No, no not at all. Hour and a half north was Bobby Mackey's. Mm-hmm. Could have went there. Yeah, and see, Josh and I figured out the same thing. And, and uh, if you go after the fact, yeah, and if you go two hours east, you end up at the Jim Bean Distillery, the old uh, Number Nine Distillery, which is reportedly behind it as well. So you kind of have to have, we figured out that you kind of have to have like a general idea. And actually a lot of our places that we want to visit come from watching TV shows and, you know, paranormal TV stuff and things like that. But yeah, I, I don't know if somebody's interested in creating a search engine that makes it a little easier. Because if you just search haunted locations near me, you get nothing. <laughs> Which is really messed up when you're considering you're in the South. Right. And uh, I don't think you can throw a stone without hitting anything haunted in uh, in the South and in the U.S. So, what was your guys' thought on the Mega Cavern? I thought it was pretty cool. I couldn't believe that we, you know they'd be like, "Oh yeah, you're under the zoo now," and you know. Yeah, it goes back a mile, mile and a half, two miles. Yeah, fair distance. Like yeah, but they had zip lining in there, BMX bike tracks in there, and uh, if I remember correctly, they stored some of Hollywood stuff. Like the old family truckster from vacation down in there because the temperature is a consistent 65 degrees year-round. I, I don't remember anybody saying that. They, the family truckster's down there? Yeah. Yeah, it was right at the end. It, closer to the end. Yeah. You think you hate it now. Wait till you drive it. <laughs> <laughs> 
I thought the part that was kind of cool is that they uh, they also do like a Christmas light display um, down in there where people drive. It's just like a drive-through display. Oh, that was pretty. Yeah, I really like that. Um, and I was just glad I wasn't actually driving because it was a little um, uh, psychedelic driving through those arches of of uh, twinkle lights and stuff. Worth it though. Oh, it's so worth it. I'm just glad I wasn't behind the wheel. Right. I don't blame you. But yeah, we had a lot of fun with that. And so I think that's kind of where we parted ways because I think we were heading out. But I think Stacy and Karina, I think they visited a, a couple more places. Why don't you guys tell us about those? I don't actually remember where else we went. Well, we were having trouble looking for things to do. We did wind up in an arcade for the first half of that day before the flight. Yeah. Um, well, didn't you guys go to a cemetery? Oh. Have some run-in with some bees. Forgot about that. Yep, we yeah, did. That was the Cave Hill Cemetery. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Um, Muhammad Ali is buried up there. Colonel Sanders is up there, and a lot of beehives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're not killer bees, but um, if you're on their half of the cemetery, they will come for you. They're not killer bees, <laughs> but they were trying to kill y'all. <laughs> yeah, we weren't even close to them, and they started chasing us. Oh, no, we got pretty close. And I don't feel like I was that close. We, we were within probably 15 feet of the hives. Dang. Did you just not realize that it was there until you were that close? Well, you know, common knowledge tells you, ah, they're honeybees. You don't bother them. They won't bother you. That's wrong. <laughs> but, but were they actually honeybees or were they hornets? They were honeybees. They were cultivating honey over there. So you hung around long enough to make sure they were honeybees, or did you just run? Well, I, I started hearing the buzzing, and pretty soon they're crawling in my shirt, and I'm looking you know, down my sleeves and everything. And I look, and yeah, they're honeybees. Wow. They are, they're defending their hive. And of course. Pretty, pretty soon I had enough uh, of them hanging off me that I had to strip my shirt and run across the cemetery. Some really white guy. Running through a cemetery, running through the headstones, screaming and waving his shirt. Yeah, the landscapers were immensely enjoying that. <laughs> yeah, because they were they were right there. Yeah, I'm sure watching the whole thing. Yeah. I wish I was there. I I would have been taking pictures or video. I mean, oh yeah, I, we would have been rolling on the floor laughing. No, well, because- I would have been filming. Well, you would have been filming, and I would have been laughing and. And uh, if that would have been the case and we were there, you would never hear the end of it. Probably He's not, not. going to now. Well, that's true. I, you know what? What I'd probably do is I'd take the video and uh, uh, put some soundtrack to it, like oh. uh, Chariots of Fire when they're running on the beach. <laughs> that would have been good. <laughs> right? Yeah, we, we both got stung several times. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And I think we wound up at a bar after that. Sure did. I'd need a drink too. <laughs> I'm seeing a uh, a pattern here. Like when Stacy goes out, he just goes to the bar. <laughs> what are you doing in town? Going to a bar. Want to go Bobby Mackey's? That's a bar. You know that, right? <laughs> Might be haunted, but it's still a bar. <laughs> bar number one. Paranormal think, number two. I think we <laughs> we needed a drink after that. I don't blame you. So, what did you guys do after that? Did you do anything, or did you just kind of gear up to get ready for your flight home? Well, those bees were pretty traumatic, so it was... I think we were just done. Yeah. The next day, we, we spent a little time at the arcade in the morning and, you know, hit the go-kart track. Yeah. And then uh, out to the airport. That was it. Flew on home, huh? Yep. In the meantime, the rest of us, the rest of the group, 
since we drove, we were stopping at Uranus and Titanic Museum in Branson, Missouri. We ended up going to Dodge City because, and that wasn't anything that was even on our radar, but dad had came to us and said, I think the day we were leaving Kentucky, and said, I really want to go to Dodge City. Uh, there was a wax museum, you know, Old West, wax museum up there. Where is Dodge City? Kansas. Yep. So in one day, we did Kentucky, drove to Missouri, to Branson, uh, Branson Missouri. Missouri. And Uranus, because that Uranus. was off Route 66. But that was on the way, thankfully. Yes, it was. But Branson, east of Louisville, not west. And then we drove all the way back west, past where we cut off earlier in the day, and then finished in uh, Kansas. It was a bit of a haul for uh, for drive. It was. Dad was grumpy. We let him pick the uh, motel we stayed at. Bad hey. move. Bad move. I, I don't think I've heard this story. Why, why was that a bad move? Well, <clears throat> so a lot of people pick hotels based upon a few factors, right? Uh, cost is usually a big one, right? Amenities, right? You know, they got a pool or, or whatnot. And, um, I tend to be a little more um, thinking with my stomach, and I usually pick hotels based upon the breakfast that they have. Your dad likes to pick on price. But in, I understand it. That was a long trip. It and was. that was not a cheap trip. No. Um, but Dodge City, there's not a lot of choices, right? And so I think he picked the La Quinta. Or it was a name brand place, right? So it wasn't like awful in that in that regards of the, the name. But we get there and it is straight out of Poltergeist. Poltergeist. There's TVs outside the doors on the floor, on the concrete. Uh, the pool has been concreted in, filled in with concrete. The doors uh, are warped. I mean, we tried to shut our room door, and why, you had to really push on it to let it latch and throw the bolt lock. But then if you look up at the top, the gap between the door frame and the door got wider and wider, and you could see outside. And then the door in between the rooms, right? You always got that, the connecting door. Ours didn't even have a door handle on it. Yeah. So if anybody, if they would have checked anybody in next door, that person could look through the door handle and watch us sleeping. Or just walk in. Because or just walk on in. to stop them from coming in. It was bad. Yeah. Dad even admitted the next day, yeah, that wasn't my best choice. But the mattresses were yeah, great. Well, they had just put in all, so they were renovating. Yeah. So that's why all the old tube TVs were set outside the doors of every room. You remember in the end of Portrait Guys, they check into a motel room and they all go in and shut the door, and then the dad opens up the door and wheels the tube TV out and yes, <laughs> I the do door. remember yeah, that. Yeah, so and there's a picture of that in the in the video montage too Absolutely. of all those TVs sitting out there. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah. So, yeah, so that was that was your first um, kind of uh, foray into the paranormal investigation world. Were you hooked after that? Were you guys were you guys just like this is something I want to do again? For me it was. Yeah, I I just as kind of a hobby, just a, sure. a different sort of thing to do. New places, the unknown, adventure. Love it. Well, and for me it's more like okay, we can get away and we can hang out together and like so not so much about the place that we're going as that, you know, it's kind of a mini escape for the two of us. Always good, too. Mini escape into a dark, dirty, dungy, cold 
still location. Qual- still quality time. That's Come on. True. Yeah, who doesn't like hanging out in the dark with their spouse? That's true. You know, even in a, like a prison or um, in a prison cell. <laughs> right? Okay. Yeah, Josh, I don't know if I go that far. <laughs> if we're going to go there, though, you know, last time we went to prison, I hung out with your wife and you hung out with my husband. Just saying. Yeah, we, That's pa- true. we, we paired off. And yeah. That's yeah. true. We did. <laughs> that sounds really um, bad. And that is a bit of uh, a lesson I learned is don't eat bad. Do not go to Montana and do not eat oyster soup. Um, it's never <laughs> not a good at all thing. where I thought you were going to go with that. No. But. <laughs> but that, yeah, um, that's yeah. another show. That's though. just another we'll, show we'll, of we'll get to uh, that. of awfulness and and stuff. But um, yeah, how many how many have you been on now? Mm, how many? Waverly, uh, Montana prison a couple times. The uh, Petite Neat Schoolhouse, um, this this place here. It's a handful. Yeah, five five or six. I, I feel like I'm forgetting one. But they're all yeah, good we locations. Did, we did Amanda's house. Oh, the, yeah, that was sort of a... Uh, residential. Residential, on-the-fly kind of thing. Just last minute, kind of... Uh, really didn't get anything out of that. But. Yeah. But it was still something. Well, you do get something out of it. You kind of get experience and stuff. And, and you find that the more you do this and the more you tune into certain things energy-wise, but you also find new and better and more efficient ways to use the equipment and stage the equipment. The problem with that residential, though, is that if, if we'd have discovered something there, I have no idea how to get rid of it. I mean, that's what you do with the residentials, right? They're having a problem. You go in, you figure out what's going on, and then you, you try to resolve that. Well, we'd have had no resource to do that. Maybe not the time, but if you ever come across that again, you you guys know who to call now, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, you got connections now, right? Amanda solved that problem on her own. She she did. Yeah, she got rid of her bed frame. That was the end of it. So good luck, Francis. <laughs> <laughs> but. One more question before we kind of wrap this up, guys. How are you feeling about the 2023 trip? So we're not going to divulge our locations or anything or when we're going. But I want to know, what what are your thoughts? at, at Knowing some of the locations that we're going without naming them, is there excitement there? Is there one in particular that you really are looking forward to? I'm looking forward to every stop on that trip. It's going to be a long, long haul because we are driving. We're not going to try to fly that. It's going to be a pretty expensive trip as well, but um, these are really iconic type places. Absolutely. That uh, really looking forward to, to going through them. Epic road trip. I know yep. that uh, before Dad passed, he this was one that he was really keen on doing. Oh, I think he, he's going to be doing them. Oh, you know what? He told me he was. Yeah. He flat out told me. He's like, I won't be there physically. He goes, but damn it. I'll be there. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he will be. Yeah. And and he has his own ways of letting, letting us know when he's around. Yep, he does. Uh, like when we're recording this, you know, these podcasts. Dad has come through at times. And I love that he does that. And I always encourage him to saunter up to any microphone and just say whatever. Saunter. Saunter. Sashay. Sashay, whatever. I like to be Whatever you do. Well, we can't see it anyways. He could. <laughs> That's true. But yeah, I, I always tell him, you know, 
come up there and go, pizza cutter. That's right. Josh knows what that means, pizza cutter. All too well. Story for another time, though. Um, so last question for me is everybody's got a paranormal uh, bucket list, right? Um, and I think uh, you guys might have crossed one off that list. So what is the number one place that uh, if you could go, um, money, time, not an object, where would it be? Castle in Ireland. Yeah, I, I'm, I agree with that. Lep Castle. Yeah, I, I that's on I, ours too. A, yeah, a backup, probably Penhurst. Penhurst would be Penhurst epic. Insane Asylum. Was that an insane asylum? I can't remember. No, I think it was a prison. That's a prison, I believe. Yeah, I think it was a prison. So, and Penhurst is in Ohio, or is it in Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania. Yeah, Western Pennsylvania, right outside of like uh, Pittsburgh area, or East. I can't remember. I don't know. I, I just I didn't. I, it was labeled the sorrow of Pennsylvania. Wow. Because of the the level of abuse, long long term abuse in that place. Yeah, and I think uh, the other one in Pits, in uh, Pennsylvania. Um, I can't remember the name of it now. They don't do they don't they don't do investigations there anymore. It was the oh Eastern East, State Eastern State, State. Yeah. yeah that was also well, in Pennsylvania and that was also uh, a bit on the uh, abusive atrocious side. Absolutely, of but that you know Eastern State one of the reasons that they did uh, quit letting you know paranormal groups typically come in there and stuff and do those things is because you know it's so dilapidated and it's just more of a risk than anything and so they just decided to just stop. Yeah, and they're trying to uh, reform their image, which I think is a mistake. Um, a lot of people love the paranormal, and a lot of people go to these places just for that. Um, even uh, um, Stanley Hotel, they shut down their stuff for quite a while, their investigations and, and their paranormal stuff. They denied it for, for decades. And then. It doesn't make any sense. That history is not going to go away. No. History is never going to go away, and so uh, they learned their lesson and they started. I believe they started that stuff back up, from what I've heard. It only makes sense for them too. I mean, these venues—they're making money off of this. Oh so yeah, this paranormal's gotten to be a kind of a big thing. Yeah, it wasn't thirty years ago. No, but now people are making money with it. Well, exactly, and I think Eastern State wants to do weddings there. Like, mm, no. that's, that's kind of weird. <laughs> right? Weird. Of all the places you can get married, you're going to choose uh, a prison? I mean, marriage is like prison. Well, oh. divorce, I could free you with divorce. <laughs> I mean, that's like a jailbreak. That doesn't work. I, I, I won't blank. <laughs> Use your get out of jail free card. I don't care. <laughs> I'll pack your bag. Be right back. But that being said, um, you know, we want to thank Stacy and Karina for joining us on this. Absolutely. Thank you guys for coming on. Yep. Yeah, thanks for allowing me to do this. Absolutely. I, th- I still think you're crazy. I think it worked out well. I did And too. you did just fine. Um, so, Josh, why don't you tell our wonderful listeners out there uh, where they can find us Yeah, on you, Facebook? You can find us on Facebook um, at uh, the Paranormal Peace Podcast page. You can also uh, find us at uh, Cold Spot Paranormal Research. 
Um, we have both a page and a group that you can come and join. And then uh, you can also find us on Instagram at coldspot underscore paranormal underscore research. And you can find us on YouTube at uh, Paranormal Research. Yeah, and a reminder, guys, uh, go to YouTube and check out our 2019 Kentucky trip montage. Absolutely. You won't regret it. You will not. Stay ghosty, my peeps. Thank you for listening to the Paranormal Peeps Podcast. You can find us on social media at Twitter at CPR Paranormal, on Facebook at Paranormal Peeps Podcast, and Cold Spot Paranormal Research. And you can find us on Instagram at Cold Spot underscore Paranormal underscore Research.